0: Success. How do you define it? Better yet, how do you achieve it? Introducing 505 Success, a podcast showcasing the business leaders of New Mexico who continue to strive for success in the land of enchantment. Listen and learn from these leaders, entrepreneurs, and innovators as they discuss the challenges they have overcome, how others can find their success, and how New Mexico can continue to grow and prosper. The 505 Success Podcast is brought to you by Exhibit. You only have 3.8 seconds to gain the attention of your audience while exhibiting at a trade show, event, or conference. At Exhibit, we design and produce great-looking graphics and exhibits to get you noticed. We also teach you all those hidden secrets of how to save money while at a show, along with some best practices. Call now, 828-0574, or visit us on the web. EXHIB-IT.com Hey everyone, this is Ben here with the 505 Success Podcast. Today we're interviewing Sonia Dewing. Uh, She's involved in a lot of things here in New Mexico. Uh, She's a published author. She's a lead organizer here at One Million Cups. And She's an original founder of plot duckies. Uh, Sonia. Thanks for taking some time out of your evening tonight Can you please introduce yourself? Tell us our audience a little bit more about what you do?
1: Sure So I am a full-time writer um, also running my business plot duckies out of fat pipe ABQ and love helping the entrepreneurial ecosystem here in Albuquerque, which is why I'm part of 1 million cups and I don't know we could go on forever about all the things I do so you probably just want to get into the interview <laughs> to be honest
0: for sure so I know Roger um, who's with us here tonight here at the the Albuquerque fat pipe location um, which if you guys haven't been out to this location yet it's a it's a great space um, you guys can learn more about it online but I know Roger met you through 1 million cups I have seen you at 1 million cups I come every now and then when I can uh, I don't think I've been formally introduced to you before but um, most people, they, they see you through One Million Cups. For our listeners who aren't familiar with One Million Cups, can you tell us a little bit more about what One Million Cups is and, and explain what it does for the people here in Albuquerque?
1: Absolutely. So One Million Cups was started by the Kaufman Foundation. So right now there are 183 One Million Cups organizations across the U.S. And the idea was that we can get a lot more out of entrepreneurs and connections out of each other over a cup of coffee than if we go and just hand someone our business card. Mm-hmm. So the idea of One Million Cups is entrepreneurs get up on stage, they share their journey, and as well as their challenges. So it's very different than many other events you'll go to where people are pitching their product to you. Here they're being more I don't know. Um, they're sharing more about themselves as well as those challenges they have so that the audience can help them with those challenges. And you'll find that this event and this, the people who come to this event are those people who are going to be able to help you if you need help and kind of hold each other up and encourage you to keep going.
0: Yeah, no, I've met a ton of great people at the events. What I've seen, at least from a presenter standpoint, the people that are presenting, they're getting so much value out of it. I mean, I know they have that that short presentation, but the value mm-hmm. that everyone provides and the people that come and the support that they have is, is great. I was actually, um, I was looking to see of the other chapters of One Million Cups, and mm-hmm. I last time I was in Salt Lake, um, Salt Lake has their One Million Cups, and, and I was kind of amazed by how active the group is here. I mean, you guys fit 50 to 60, sometimes even 70 plus people in here. Yep. um Every Wednesday at 9 a.m., <laughs> Uh, you guys have been really involved and uh, great presenters. And um, I mean, what made you want to become involved with One Million Cups?
1: Huh. Well, so I was renting space out of Fat Pipe, and I was just here when the events, you know, were going on. And mm-hmm. I would see that they needed help, and I'd be like, "Do you need to borrow my laptop, or can I help you with that?" <laughs> and so they eventually said, "Why don't you join the team?" And um, and then. The lead organizer left um, earlier this year, and so I got to woo be the lead organizer now. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So I mean, New Mexico is very community-based. Mm-hmm. What 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 are your thoughts on? I mean, what what, are, what is the importance of community for entrepreneurs here in Albuquerque, and then how does one million cups help them become? I mean, part of that community.
1: So I think, I think for an entrepreneur, there's two communities you have to have. You have to have your sort of tribe, right, the people who follow your business and who are interested in what you're selling. And then there's the entrepreneurial community because a lot of times you hear that being an entrepreneur is such a great thing and, um, and you hear about these overnight successes which actually took like 10 years. But when you really talk to other entrepreneurs, you realize you're gonna have long hours. You're gonna be working for like five years, maybe more, to start making profit and it can be a little disheartening if you're on it, doing it by yourself. But when you meet other entrepreneurs and you see their successes and you hear their stories of how long they had to work, um, it. It gives you hope that your project or that your idea is going to work and that you're going to f- eventually make money on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Is, for the people that aren't familiar with One Million Cups or maybe have gone once or have heard about it from other people, how, where do they find out about One Million Cups? How do they get involved? I know you guys, um, for people that even want to present, you guys even help them present and, and yes. give them some tips. And tools. Right. you tell us a little bit more about that.
1: So number one, um, we do coach anyone who goes up on stage we coach them first. So we don't just let anyone on stage as well. So it's, um, the company needs to have a product and they've had, sold it to at least one client. The reason we do that, you know, we have a lot of startups who come to us who want to present, but they don't have a finished product or they don't have a client. And the problem with that is 99% of the time when you're a startup, you're gonna find that you're gonna pivot your product. And so if they present their product the way they have it originally, within a couple weeks, they may pivot completely. So their presentation and the feedback that they got is totally a moot point at that that point. So for us, it's way more helpful to have someone who has a product that they've sold. So then when they present to the public, um, it's more helpful to hear their journey because by then they've gone through a lot to get to that point. Uh, But then to find more about it it's really best to just follow our Facebook page, One Million Cups ABQ, or to come here on a Wednesday morning, uh, except for December 26th. We will not have an event that morning. But um, Otherwise, we never cancel. We always have something going on. And uh, But to come out and to meet the, pr- the organizers, to see how the event goes, to meet the people who come here, make connections. So I'd say just come here and show up at fat pipe 9 a.m. on a Wednesday
0: mmm it's also a great platform for people like you're saying they've got they have to have a, phys- a not a physical product but a product that they've sold that can be sold or or right. is gonna be morphed along the way but um, it's a great um, accountability platform where um, sign up to present and push yourself to be prepared to pitch I mean the only way to survive is to, to sell your service right. um, and to get sales and uh, this is a great platform to push those people to get to that point and, and hold them accountable. right? Um, you guys also stream it on Facebook so if people yes. can't make it to the physical event you guys have you guys stream it every single week um, Wednesday at 9 a.m. Um, which kind of leads us into plot duckies. Um, uh. Tell us tell us about plot duckies.
1: So plot duckies I I kind of came up with the idea originally when I went to a writer's conference and I was really disappointed with the education portion because as creatives we should be more creative and whereas a lot of these conferences you're sitting on your butt and you're just listening to people lecture. So I felt there was, there needed to be a new way to educate writers. So I came back home and at that time I had not even thought of becoming an entrepreneur. So One Million Cups and Fat Pipe kind of um, grew on me like the idea of being an entrepreneur and so I came back and started the business with the idea of helping creative writers get their stories written but doing it in a more creative way other than you know sort of these writers conferences.
0: Okay, so you guys, so it's a service where writers can kind of go into you, and you you provide some guidance, some backbone, some structure, and, and help them along that journey. Yes. Yeah. Um, and what what got you into that? I mean, what, why did you want, want to become a writer? Uh, what what made gave you that desire to go help others with their journey huh. in that field?
1: Well, so I started I, I started writing when I was like thirteen and I've learned along the way you know, how to be a better writer and how to publish. And I've just sort of grown. It just it kind of came naturally because I've, I started a review group so that writers could meet and review each other's work. It's kind of, in a way, I feel like it's a startup, like a, 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 what you're writing is like a startup because you eventually you have to pivot your work because you think it's beautiful and then other people read it and realize it's total crap and so you have to change it. So I have a review group and it kind of grew from there because those people in that review group several of them are ready to publish and a few of them want help you know on how to self-publish because getting through agents and publishers can be a hassle so uh, it's kind of grown from that group
0: so uh, something I tell Roger quite frequently. I mean, we started this podcast back in October. Um, Roger's a really big into systems and processes and having stuff nailed down before we go and launch it. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to be that same way, where I used to be like crazy perfectionist, where there's a lot of things where I wouldn't take action because I wanted it to be perfect.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, what I found is that consistent imperfect action is so much greater than that constant perfect action. Mm-hmm. How do you see that with writers? I'm sure. Um, that that's a common struggle for a lot of people where uh, they're about to publish their work, but it's not perfect to mm-hmm. them. Um, but they're stuck in that 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 rut of you know what, what what how do I get it out there and right and take it to that next step.
1: Well, and you know, my first novel, when I first published it, I wasn't sure it was completely ready, and it really wasn't. But if I had waited. It would have been six months longer for me to have published. I published it the way it was. I still got uh, complete strangers who didn't know me gave me five-star reviews for that book. Mm -hmm. I did go eventually back and go and have it edited once more to fix some of the errors and the quirks that my publisher didn't fix. So I feel like we just need to put the stuff out there and then you still have chance to go and edit it, especially a novel. You can go back and edit it, fix it, put it back out there, you know, because even in the first year of publishing, unless you know, you're know you JK Rowling, not a lot of people are going to see it right away, but you're going to start building that audience. So the sooner to publish, the sooner you publish, the better.
0: Yeah. So some, there's a tagline on, on the Plot Ducky's website that says, we help writers find their creative stories. Mm-hmm. How does creativity fall in line with people that are starting new businesses. Um, how can, what are some tips that you give to people, like, just in, in any business industry on, on mm-hmm. being more creative?
1: Well, and I think creativity is huge in entrepreneurship, or it's, it's important in entrepreneurship, because, right, we're, pri- we're trying to solve problems in a new way, um, but we're also trying to solve them in a way that people are willing to pay for them, right, in order to make our business succeed and adobe came out with a research study last year that showed the more creative you are the more successful you are in business and in your personal life and so i feel like we all need to kind of access that creativity so for me my number one suggestion to anyone is you know if you're stuck on a problem or you're trying to think creatively but you're sitting there staring at your computer walk away from it for a little while. Um, and, and that's not just mentally, but physically, getting up and doing something else. For example, um, you wanna, okay, so real quick, there was a research study that showed um, these two groups of people, and they gave each group a riddle to solve. Now one group, they were stressing them out. I don't know how, I'm glad I wasn't part of that group. <laughs> um, and the other group was not stressed. And so the non-stressed group, when they were asked the riddle, were able to use uh, alpha waves. So alpha waves are in our brains, and they start rising when we're relaxing, like doing you know, maybe a coloring book, or wandering through a zoo, you know, things that are relaxing. And those people who had the alpha waves were able to answer the riddle because they could connect two different dots that we wouldn't normally connect, right? But when we're stressed, we can't do that. So if you go out and relax, go find something you enjoy, like the zoo or the botanical gardens or um, knitting, right? Doing something other and then um, coming back to the problem later and you'll probably find that you've solved it. Either you'll wake up in the morning or 2 o'clock in the morning and be like, oh my gosh, I have the answer. Uh, But one of the things we don't want to do is if you walk away from the problem, you don't want to go watch TV or get on your phone and get on social media cuz those things feed our brain and don't allow alpha waves to build. So, um, those are the don'ts.
0: What would you say are some of the do's then I guess for to feel that creativity? I mean, people are so consumed these days with their they're always carrying around their this mini computer in their pocket and it's so right? easy for them to go to Facebook, LinkedIn or Instagram and yeah. and be consumed instead of consuming. Um, creative content. So what are some of the the to do's then?
1: So my suggestions, well number one for me is I specifically have creative time scheduled in my calendar. Um, Because I, you know, being a creative, I give myself permission to go off and be creative. Um, I will go to my favorite spaces. So for example, the bottom floor of the Galleria downtown is like really quiet. and I will go and I will turn off all my notifications on my phone, and I will sit there and kind of work through a story idea, maybe a short story that I have, I'm working on, uh, and just be in that moment working on that project. And there's no one there to bug me, there's no coworkers there to, to you know, ask me a question. I'm totally in a different space.
0: Okay, thank you, appreciate that. Um, to kind of shift gears a little bit, um, you guys do host, Plot Duckies does host events. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about those events yeah. and how people can get involved if they're interested in yeah. in, in participating in Plot Duckies?
1: Absolutely. So uh, the next few things I have coming up is my writer review group meets January 5th. And um, basically we reorganize every January. We have a big potluck. Everyone comes. We figure out, you know, wh- who's presenting when. And so you can find that on my website, PlotDuckies.com, under events. I also have my short story-a-thon, which is a big event. It's three days, and we go from story idea all the way to publish short story on a Sunday. So that way, hopefully, writers can start making a little money off of their creativity. And then I also will be teaching a class on Scrivener, which is a program that um, writers can use to write their stories. It's way nicer than, say, using Microsoft Word to write a novel. Mm -hmm. Um, And Scribner's even uh, sponsoring that class. So it's a pretty cheap ticket to get in.
0: So that short story-a-thon, so I've seen some promotion or or I've I've heard of the short Mm -hmm. story-a-thon. So you guys go from A to Z in those three days. I mean, you, you help everyone. I mean, really get to that point of having something published and, mm-hmm. and live for sale, whether it be on Amazon or, or another platform.
1: Yes, wow. and it's a crazy idea. I When I first started it, I didn't think, I was like, no one's gonna sign up for this. No one's crazy enough to go through all this work. But I've had uh, 25 people go through the last two events. Wow. And yeah, it's Saturday is the hardest because you're writing, you're editing, you're reviewing each other's work, and you go back and edit again. And then we have professional editors also edit the first few pages of each story, so you get an idea. You get to work with a professional editor, and then get an idea of what that's like. And then we also work with our cover artists, or we design our own covers. So it's yeah, it's a huge process.
0: Wow, that's that's great. Uh, great resource for people to look into as well if they're if they're going through those that, those stages and processes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. Work, it's tough for everyone nowadays, and, and work's always changing. Um, the only way to continue through that hard work I mean, some of the work that we do is really fun and, and motivating, but what keeps you going uh, through those tough times?
1: Uh, well, right now it would be the idea of my business being able to support me. And also the idea of, well, once, once you leave the cubicle and start working for yourself, you never want to go back again. So I don't want to have to ever go back.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so with our podcast being called the 505 Success Podcast, um, how do you personally define success?
1: Mm. That is a good question. I feel like part of my success will be how many authors I can help and how many of them start making money off of their stories that they're writing. So I think that'll be part of my success numbers. You know, how does that look? And then also, at some point, between my personal writing and my business, that I can sustain myself and buy a house and, and, you know, and do things without having to have other jobs. Because right now I'm a social media manager as well. And I'm trying to phase that out.
0: Okay. Um, and are you from New Mexico? Kind of. Kind of. What, what brought you to New Mexico?
1: <laughs> well, my, my best friend says I'm not allowed to say I'm from New Mexico, but it's kind of. I was born here, but we only lived here like six months. And then my parents moved me to Texas. So everybody's like, oh, Texas, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Texas, and then I lived in Pennsylvania for 18 years. And then my dad decided to move here to be closer to his dad. So I decided to move with him and my mom and uh, we came back. And so I've been here, oh man, um, probably about 15 years now. Wow.
0: What what do you like most about New Mexico?
1: The sunshine, Sunshine. the weather, I think. Well, and at one point, at one point I quit my job and I ran off to South America for seven weeks and, and then I came back to the u s and my whole plan was I was going to find somewhere else to move and I traveled all over the u s and I ended up back here just because I don't know I loved New Mexico, mm-hmm. and then I was just going to rent a space here at Fab Hype for one month to edit my novel and then I turned out you know I got involved in the entrepreneurial community and and loving all these new coffee shops and the breweries and so now i can't leave i love it here <laughs> yeah, i know we've had so
0: many amazing coffee shops via miriam's one of my favorite places oh, yeah. right now they make some really good coffee and the amount of breweries that have been opening and right? continue to open it's uh i mean new Mexico's definitely I, I i'm i'm from just about everywhere but um i've been here in new mexico for now the past um four four and a half or so years mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, we're, we're definitely headed in the right direction, and, mm-hmm. and we've, we've got a lot of change on our way for sure. Right. Um, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges for business owners uh, in New Mexico? What, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges business owners face?
1: So I feel, well, I can see it, right, is the funding. That point where your business is at, the well, you know, right, you, ha- you have the choice. You can you're, you're either at the point where you can hire an employee, right, or you need the employees so you can make more money, so you can hire an employee, right, and you're stuck in between this hard place. And I see a lot of businesses get to that point, and then they just kind of get stuck where they are. And I feel like unless you're a tech company with an app, it's almost impossible to get funding um, for your business, unless you go to, you know, a loan, that type of thing. But yeah, I feel like funding is the biggest problem.
0: Funding, yeah. What would you say are some of the solutions that, um, like it is it is really hard to get funding regardless, but mm-hmm. what would you say are some of those solutions to overcome that funding challenge?
1: I know personally, I mean, I'd love to see more, there, there have been so many contests and things that are geared towards tech companies and Um, Someone was talking the other day about this big tech thing that happened a couple months ago And the tech companies were talking about oh, yeah, we don't really need the money We're just doing it for the for the credit Mm to say we won and it's it's like really that money went to a company that didn't really need it and I'm sitting here like I want to hire someone and I can't quite get to that point so it's like I would love to see more contests and things aimed at the non tech companies I mean, creative startups does a great job of working with creative companies. Now they're an accelerator, right? And they're having, um, they're having their next accelerator right here in Albuquerque. And they've worked with creative companies like Meow Wolf. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's really great to see that happening in that creative space, but they're the only ones that I see doing that. Mm-hmm. Yet they have a lot of success building and helping build creative companies and getting them funding so I don't know. Other than more contests and more, I don't know, more help out there for non-tech companies. I don't know what else would be an option.
0: Yeah, no, I'm familiar with some of those. Uh, I don't know if they call them, uh, but th- those those awards that they they do for where they pitch their their tech or their software, or their, um, their 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 SaaS that they have, and right. those five ten thousand dollars. I mean. For creative companies, even a thousand dollars go can go far. Right. Um, it, what I what I'd love to see is a, a program where they got maybe five thousand dollars in funding, but they match that up with a mentor mm. that helped them take that funding and use that funding in the in the right way. That'd be that'd be great to yeah. see. Um, which kind of leads us uh, to one of our last questions here. Um, a, about two thirds of all businesses fail with, within. Those, those first two years of starting up. Um, if someone's looking to start a new business here in New Mexico, what, what's something that you think they can do to reach that third year in business?
1: Well, I think number one is to first of all use the free resources that they can find in Albuquerque to get started. And also focus, I'd say, on the lean startup method, meaning instead of you know starting your business idea from a basement, somewhere is go out and talk to the people who would buy your product and find out is it really going to work because you could have the best idea to fix a problem but maybe no one out there wants is willing to pay f- to fix that problem mm-hmm. so number one start up with the lean startup method check out west like west does free um, initial interviews and can kind of help aim your business in, in a certain direction um, come to one million cups and talk to people here in the audience and tell them what you're working on and most people here know about all the different organizations and events and things to get connected to so I say early planning is really going to help in that long run and and also uh, uh, just to share something I learned because you know I was still pretty new to the whole entrepreneurial scene when I started Plot Duckies and my grandiose idea was I was going to put on this week-long conference and it was going to be super creative and it was still it was still a great idea and maybe someday I'll do it, but I had no website, I had no followers, I had no tribe, you know, <coughs> so no one knew who I was mm-hmm. and, you know, and of course that didn't ha- the conference didn't happen because no one knew I existed. Whereas, you know, as I'm building, I'm finding, like, the short story I finally came upon an event that worked, and people love it. So I'm building my audience from the things that work.
0: Do you ever plan to take uh, Plot Duckies outside of New Mexico and expand it to more locations?
1: Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wanna, my initial goal is to take the short story-a-thon and kind of start having that around the country Mm -hmm. and helping writers get through these initial things that they need to get through to write. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Well, well, thank you very much for your time. How, do, how, do, how does our audience get in touch with you? How do they find you online and, and, and get more connected with you?
1: Okay. Well, number one, uh, One Million Cups, you can check out, uh, just search for One Million Cups Albuquerque online or on Facebook. And then for me personally, if you're interested in my stories, you can check out SoniaDewing.com. And I just fired my publisher, so my novel will probably disappear for a couple months. But it will be back in, uh, I think, March. I'll be publishing it by myself or on my own. And then uh, so it's Sonyadoing.com. And then Plot Duckies is PlotDuckies.com.
2: Perfect. Thanks again. Thank you. Hello, everyone, wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about the 12th annual B2B Expo, hosted and produced by our name sponsor, exhibit it this year it is going to be on april 23rd 2019 from 4 to 8 pm that is the main event before that they have round tables from 2 to three forty-five pm now if you've been to this event you know the value of it there is a ton of great networking opportunities and If you have not been to this event, you really should consider attending. You could RSVP now to save. Additionally, if you're interested in getting involved and sponsoring, they have diamond sponsorships available as well as platinum sponsors. So you wanna contact them if you're interested in that. You could also choose to exhibit and promote your business and get a ton of positive exposure from nearly a thousand people. I I bet, I would venture that they're gonna cross a thousand visitors uh this year i've been to the two previous ones i've had a blast at each one and i've made a boatload of contacts in the community I and mean, we've gotten several leads off of them and both years so this is a very good event to go It, it again it is on april 23rd 2019 at the Isleta Resort and Casino. For more information, you could go to the B2B website which is b2bexponm.com. You could also call 505-828-0574 or toll-free 1-877-964-1965. So again, you're going to want to attend or be a part of the B2B Expo. This year's the 12th year they're doing it. A great networking event it is the Cat Miss event of the year here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We will see you there.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the 505 Success Podcast, the business leaders of New Mexico brought to you by Exhibit. Please join us next week for a new episode with someone else on how they've grown success in their business and how you can do it too.